like beer? Do you want to learn how to make your own beer? It's time for Just Brew It, brought to you by Niagara Tradition Homebrew. Here's your host, Jeremy White and Bert Deister. Good Saturday morning. Welcome to Niagara Tradition's Just Brew It on ESPN 1520 with me, Jeremy White, and Bert Deister. How are you? Good morning. Happy week before Thanksgiving. Yeah, so starting to accelerate as far as the retail season is going. Um, this and... is almost as early as Thanksgiving can be, right? Yeah. The only the, It can only be the 22nd, and it's the 23rd this year. So it's Because it's the fourth Thursday. Yeah. And this is, uh, well, it's gonna, it's, it came fast. Yeah. No wonder it feels like it came fast. It is as almost yeah. as fast as it can be. dropped all of a sudden. Yeah. You know what I mean? Halloween, or Halloween. Christmas decorations are already up in the lobby here. So it's going to hit you like a rock. I, so I, you, I put some Christmas lights up this week. Yeah. I'm not ashamed. I found them. Yeah. I put them up. I plugged them in. Sadly, they work. I'm not ashamed at all. I'm being proactive. What can I say? All right. So anyway, happy Thanksgiving in advance. Uh, Next week will be Thanksgiving. We'll be on next week as well. Um, This week we're doing a holiday gift giving guide. So stay tuned for that. But before we do that, uh, we will not be on again before Black Friday. No. And you guys do have a Black Friday event. Yes, we do. Well, we 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 don't have an event this year. We have a Black Friday small business Saturday sale. And it's going to be 10% off any beer or wine startup kits. That's one-gallon kits, five-gallon, or six-gallon kits. Any startup kit, 10% off. Black Friday, Small Business Saturday. Uh, you can do that in-store. You can do it online for in-store pickup. Sorry, not for mail order. Mm-hmm. But other than that, 10% off. So if you're thinking about getting somebody a homebrew kit, maybe you already are a brewer, you know somebody who's been asking a lot about it or helping you out, um, or you know somebody who has, you know, likes craft beer, is a cooking, you know, kind of tinkering person, this is going to be the hobby for them. So this is a little nudge to get you moving if you want to get your holiday shopping early. We're already see people coming in and starting to, you know, check people off their list. 10% off beer and wine startup kids on uh, Black Friday and Small Business Saturday. Supplies, you guys are loaded and ready to go? Yep, we got all your draft supplies. We still obviously have any, you know, winemaking supplies. We carry this kind of stuff full season. Cider is just starting to hit full swing. Um, if you are getting, like, late press juice, it's just starting to come out now. So, gotcha. And they'll have it all the way through Christmas as well. And one other thing I want to actually bring up, if, if you don't mind, you know, on the gift-giving season, I sent you a link of something I found, the Catalyst Fermentation System. Mm-hmm. Which we do stock. You do have that? Yeah. Okay, so if, if you wouldn't mind, like, telling me what about it makes it good and what about it makes it well, bad? It's, it's a, a PET plastic conical fermenter. So obviously being PET plastic, it brings the price down for if you're looking at like a Blickman or SS, like well over five $600. Mm-hmm. And for something like that, I think it's like $200 yeah. or just about. Um, you get to see it. So there's actually advantages to the stainless steel. You can see what's going on. Um, there's advantages. Or you're going to want to cover it up. Yeah, though, yeah. Right? yeah. It's got a, it's got a lid. You're going to want to shield. But it. I mean, and, and that's what comes to the other thing. So now you have this big fermenter. You have this stand. You have to keep it all the temp. So now you need a big fermentation chamber or some type of wrap with like coils to chill it down. When you're doing buckets and carboys, you can shove them around in the house. You mm-hmm. can move them very easily. You can put you know I can fit two inside my standard refrigerator. Um, and that makes a big difference as far as controlling temperature. So while I do really like that as far as all the plastic conicals go, there's a bunch of different ones out there. We have, uh, I think, three or four available uh, at the store, um, two that we regularly stock. Uh, that is one of them. 
And I like that the plastic's a lot thicker, a lot firmer than some of the other ones. It's also clear, obviously, with like the fast ferment and stuff like that. You have opaque plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have a narrowed top, which is mixed when you're trying to clean it. You love that. When you're you know, wishing you could do a secondary in there, you're hating that. But anytime you have a conical fermenter, you have a couple of advantages. You can dump your trub. So you can take really clean, healthy yeast. So if you're reusing yeast, a conical fermenter is something you might want to invest in. Yeah, dumping your trub is is adding a step here. Yeah, yeah. So so instead of doing like a quick rack or a primary rack, you take the sediment off the beer instead of taking the beer off the sediment, just like a commercial brewer would do. And then usually they still transfer it over to another tank, as well as you might do on that. Mm -hmm. But it makes the racking a little bit easier, um, and it makes transfer as well as kind of if you're, you know, watching your fermentation. If you're doing a lager or something like that, it makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, when you have a single big primary fermenter like that, if you have a big expensive conical, you tend to only have one and you feel like you have to use it every time. When you're using for monsters, Chapmans, and buckets, you can have an army of them and have multiple beers going at once. And especially because you can move them around the house, you can have a lager going in one basement, you know, on the basement steps, you could have an ale, you know, up in the kitchen and you could have a, you know, Belgian if allowed, maybe in the upstairs bedroom next to the heating duct. And so you can move your fermenters around and find different temperatures in the house. When you have something like that, you need to have like a, a designated spot and you need to have temperature control there and you need to be able to get water and possibly CO2 pressure to that area as well. Okay. So while they are nice, having these big, um, you know, conical style fermenters can often pose more trouble. Okay. But when they're sitting on a shelf, when they're running, they look great. You know, look very commercial. Would you say it's better suited for the casual home brewer? or for a really experienced one that wants to get like maybe one different device like who it could be both okay it could it could be both and i think it's generally on how you're brewing i'm doing a lot of experimentation i'm brewing you know sometimes on the weekday sometimes on the weekend sometimes i'll brew two to three beers in a single weekend and then i won't brew for another month it's not really a great fit for me, especially because of that brewing multiple beers on the same day. I would only ever have one conical. What beer do I put in the conical? Um, so if you're the kind of brewer that you're brewing every weekend, moving stuff over religiously, or maybe you know every other weekend and you're keeping yourself well supplied with beer, something like that's going to be great. It's going to make the process easier. If you're brewing a couple of beers on brew day and you're kind of stocking up for a month or two, might not be that realistic because only one of your beers that you're going to ferment actually gets to go in there. Gotcha. Okay. Well, it's a cool item, and maybe it's right up someone's alley, and you guys do stock it. We do stock and it. And it's called the... Catalyst Fermentation System. <clears throat> the Catalyst Fermentation System. Yeah. All right. So, so there's th- a couple other, Speedle, Fast Ferment. Oh, there's another one, the one that comes with a liner. Can't remember the name there. But in, I guess, well... You know, like Catalyst, Fast Ferment, these all come through regular distributors. Uh, I can get replacement parts. Same thing with the Grainfather, one of the reasons we stock that. It's not like we can just get the unit on any of these. Mm-hmm. I can get all the replacement gaskets, parts if I need to, and that's why we're going to stock them. Um, but at the same time with these, they are kind of get into that like kind of novelty realm. Not to say you can't make really good or serious beer out of it, but I just feel like when you're a, you know, home brewer, when you're in the hobby, they're not going to be the standard. Gotcha. So even if you get a basic startup kit with a bottling bucket, a car buoy, and, you know, hydrometer, and you want to get a catalyst in your new brewer, go right ahead. 
Um, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to like it. You're still going to use all that stuff in the basic startup kit, but you might want to get a batch or two in on that first. And mm-hmm. that's the other thing with these all-in-one systems. They don't take the place of the stuff that comes in your regular startup kit. You still right. need a hydrometer, bottle filler, you know what I mean, thermometer. There's a lot of stuff that you're going to need outside just what comes in that box. Okay, very good. Uh, other things that are still in, you still have some Vic Secret hops? Yes, we do, and we're getting good feedback on those. So it's a new interesting hop. And, uh, yeah, a lot of excitement. We still have Galaxy. We still have Nelson's Vin. We've seen the kind of rush on that and the supply get a little bit uh, more steady, as well as cryo hops are starting to move more. As people can play with them more, um, as we played with them more, we're seeing them move a lot more. And the one thing I think we noticed initially is everybody thought, oh, okay, these are these super potent hops, so we can make hoppier beers. Is that really what we need? You know, beers are pretty hoppy already. It's not like you have a problem hitting, you know, sensory threshold for bitterness. The one thing that we found, because we made an IPA with this in the spring, and we've kept it around on a small keg, and we keep tapping it every once in a while. And the cryo hops just seem to be much more stable when it comes to aroma and flavor. I mean, this beer tastes like it's a couple weeks old, not a couple months old. For those of you who have stopped brewing big IPAs because you were afraid to let them sit and let them do their kind of stone fruit flavors and become really grassy and resiny, the cryo hops don't do that. So you can make a big IPA. You don't have to drink it in a couple of weeks because it's always tough. Homebrewers always want to make IPAs. They're one of the best for experimentation because you can really mix up that. not only the types of hops you're using but where you're placing them in the recipe. But they definitely taste better fresh. So you're always worried to brew 55 beers of a single IPA yourself because you had to drink it the next month. Mm-hmm. This will last. So if you want to brew a big IPA, you want to put it on the kegerator and have it sit there all winter, this is going to be your best bet. All right. Taste a home taste a Buffalo homebrew competition. Some details on that. The entry deadline is uh January second. Yep. Or 20th, sorry. Second to 20th. We don't have a definite entry deadline, but they have put together a list of the categories. Now, the list of categories is too long to read on air here. I can tell if there's any focus. It's kind of light or summer beer style. So you have like, you know, pale ales and like lagers. Sense. Session IPAs were on there, uh, Belgian Blondes, that kind of stuff. Um, they're going to have that list up in the next couple of days. You might actually have it up later today um, so that you can check out what those styles are going to be. And I know we're going to be a drop-off point. I don't know when the exact ed- entry deadline is going to be yet. But that's something to keep on the calendar. Okay. Taste of Buffalo homebrew competition. So you can uh, keep an ear out. We'll keep you updated that on that week to week. And the uh, Santas of Swig is coming up in a couple weeks. Homebrewed fundraiser for the Matt Urban Hope Center. Uh, December 2nd, 1 to 4 at Buffalo Ironworks. Tickets are $20. You can go to sultansofswig.com for that. Donate an unwrapped toy of a $10 value, and you get 10 free raffle tickets for that. So cool event coming up in a couple weeks that uh, you can mark your calendar for. Let's take a break. When we get back, we'll do it. The uh, gift-giving guide, the holiday gift-giving guide, it's uh, to prepare you for Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, and every day in between. That's up next here on Niagara Traditions. Just brew it on ESPN 1520. Jeremy White here for Niagara Tradition Home Brewing Supplies. You're listening to Just Brew It, which means... Either you homebrew or you're thinking about it. Wherever you are in the process, Niagara Tradition Homebrew is your source for everything homebrewing. Do what I did. Get a starter kit, and you'll be well on your way. Niagara Tradition will be there to answer your questions, give you advice, and as I try to become a more seasoned brewer, I know I can count on Niagara Tradition to be there with the supplies and the advice I need. Niagara Tradition Homebrewing Supply. 1296 Sheridan Drive, near Military, in Tonawanda. Open Monday through Friday, 11 to 7, Saturdays, 10 to 4, and 24-7 at nthomebrew.com. Niagara Tradition Homebrew. Pay them a visit, and remember to just brew it. 
holiday gift-giving guide time here on Niagara Traditions Just Brew It. Jeremy White, Bert Dicer. All right, so the gift-giving guide for the existing home brewer, for the first-timer, for uh, everybody under the sun. We're getting into shopping season and Black Friday and Small Business Saturday on the way. So? So, let's talk about what you need to get the home brewer. So, it can be kind of tough. When you're buying something that's kind of hobby-orientated, but you don't do that exact hobby, or at least you don't do that often. The easiest option is always going to be a gift certificate. You can spend what you're comfortable spending, and the other person is going to get exactly what they need because you want to want they know what they need. And you can always just flat out ask somebody, um, but that you know, kind of brings a little bit of expectation. What if you don't want to buy them the thing that they ask for? And then a lot of people feel like you're kind of taking out uh, some of the surprise to it. So you can always get a gift certificate, throw in some kind of stocking stuffers if you want to wrap. I mean, hops, always ask our staff what's new. Obviously, we're talking about the Vic Secret. Um, you can get stuff that you often use or replace, you know, hydrometers, auto siphons, that kind of stuff is some little stocking stuffers. But often, People want to get them that big equipment upgrade. And if you want to get them that kind of big equipment, if you really want to make life a lot easier for them, you're going to have to do a little bit of homework and maybe even take a day to brew with them to kind of see what their process is like, um, you know, see where they're getting held up. And often or not, if you ask a home brewer about how their home brewing is going, strangely enough, they're not going to tell you about all their successes. And I know I'm often guilty of this. If somebody asks how my home brewing is going, I think about what's sticking in my head most. And that's like my biggest problem, usually. So on my last beer, it was that I put a lager into the fermentation chamber and I forgot the temperature on it completely. So if you talk to me today about home brewing, that's what I'm going to bring up, my last mistake. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of use these mistakes or what they're talking about to kind of Get a little feedback on what they may want or need. So if they told you I miss my mash temperatures, my last beer is a little bit sweeter than I wanted to do, maybe they need some new thermometers. Um, if they say that they lost control of their fermentation, sprayed all over the living room, maybe they need that conical fermenter, or maybe they just need a thermostat so they can try to control their fermentation. Um, if you've heard somebody complaining about the home brewer in their family making a big mess of the kitchen, maybe it's time they get a propane burner. Um, just a reminder, if you're trying to think about buying a propane burner for your brewer, they have to use propane outside. Yeah. So they can't do it in the kitchen. They can't do it in the basement. It has to be outside in a well-ventilated area. They're going to want to use that nice new burner. So if you're trying to push your home brewer out of the house, that might be a good gift that, there. That, that's a good one that, like, for me, I don't know if I would buy it for myself, but I would really love it if someone bought it for me. Like, yeah. all right, fine. I'll brew more. I'll spend time outside, whether it's winter or summer. Um, you get me out there. And I... I I know that it's going to be much more reliable and like the heat, the control is going to be better. Yeah. It's just going to be a better experience. Yeah. And especially when you buy one, particularly for home brewing over like turkey flying, you're getting like twice the pressure going in. You're getting, you know, better distribution, better control because you're going to use that for mashing and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And a lot of these home brew burners uh, come out around 150,000 BTUs. So they're going to heat up a, you know, 10 gallon batch of beer outside faster than your stove is going to do five gallons. So they're going to save you time, save you some effort and keep the mess outside. Um, if somebody was talking about how they were up all night brewing because it took forever to their batch to chill, um, you might want to think about getting them a wart chiller. Um, if somebody's complaining about they haven't been brewing, oh, my back is killing me for my last 
batch. Maybe it's time they get a chugger pump so they don't have to move the fermenters. They can just move the beer from one full fermenter to an empty fermenter and make life a lot easier. They mm-hmm. can also use that to kind of do their mash and sparge. Anybody who's hasn't done all grain but they don't want to lift their hot liquor tank, that's the solution for that. And if you ask them about their last beer and they say, how is it? And they say, I don't know. I haven't had time to bottle it. Maybe they need a kegging system because it's about that time. Um, so talk to a home brewer about it. Within a five-minute conversation, you're going to find out what gave them problems last, what they're thinking about doing next, and probably what type of beer they most often brew. So from a quick conversation, if you have that opportunity, you'll be able to get uh, kind of a lot of information. And the experienced brewers are very often the hardest to buy for. Um, And this is one of the reasons why you don't know what's causing a problem, what they're going to need. They may have everything, but, you know, yeah. some stuff might be falling They've got their routines. They've got their habits. They've got their yeah. likes and dislikes. Yeah, and it, not to say that there's nothing that they – there's no gadget that they could use or don't want, but it's like you were talking about the burner, it's like often when something you look at it as, oh, this isn't going to necessarily make my beer better um, is for me, you don't often buy it. You know what I mean? I never feel guilty about buying ingredients because I'll make that beer, I'll put it on tap – friends will drink it when it you know comes down to buying like a new you know thermostat or thermometer um you know i would love a blickman brew vision if any family are listening mm-hmm. to the show right now so i could you know see my temperatures from another room um you're not going to buy that gift for yourself often so think about sometimes maybe not what they need but what they want yeah. as well okay so that's the current brewer and and what to do there yeah. can't go wrong gift certificate yeah um starting new- Starting a new brewer. Yeah, it's a little bit easier here because you know they have nothing. And there's it's a pretty set kind of pattern for where you start out. Like we talked about, even if you want to go for a catalyst fermenter, you start off with a basic brew kit. Um, and if you are a brewer and you're buying for somebody who's starting, the best gift you can give them is a brew day too because it's, you know, brewing with somebody, taking them through the first batch, you're going to save them from a couple little mistakes that aren't going to ruin the beer but may um, you know, make life a little bit harder during the process. And you're going to be able to show them tr- ticks and tricks. So that's really going to save them over their first 10 beers. It's going to make life a lot easier. So if you can brew with them, brew with them. Um, but if you're not and you're, you're not, you don't have a home brewer in your life to kind of help guide you, oh, this is where I started, this is what kit you should get them, one, you should come into Niagara Tradition and not a big box store. Or if you're listening from afar, any home brew shop. Go to a place that calls itself a home brew shop and you're going to automatically spend less money, and you're going to get better equipment. The equipment that they're going to point you to is not going to be a gimmick. It's not going to be something that's not available in a couple of years. Um, and any homebrew shop is going to have a lot more experience with homebrewing than the big box store. So go into a homebrew shop. Always get them a five-gallon kit. Um, and get them usually one that has a homebrew shop name on it or one of the big homebrew suppliers like Brewer's Breast or Brewcraft or something like that. And there's not going to cut any corners. It's going to set them up just like somebody who had been brewing for years set them up. If you go with like kind of the Mr. Beer, you know, like the Pico Brew or something like that, I'm not going to say it's a wasted gift, but if the person has a bad brew, you know, not only are they not recouping the investment that you put into that gift, but they have also wasted a lot of time, and that kind of might leave a sour taste in their mouth, and they may never want to brew again. So don't go for the gimmick big box store brewing system. Go to a home brew shop. You're going to get more for your money. You're probably going to spend a lot less. You're going to have 
helpful staff that's going to be able to point you in the right direction because they'll know how it was when they started up and they'll kind of help you skip those mistakes. Mm -hmm. So if you're buying for a new brewer, go for a five-gallon kit. If you think they only have room for the one gallon, I understand. They'll wish they were brewing five, but go ahead and get them started. But go for a regular homebrew kit, not a gimmicky one, and get them ingredients as well because if they have the kit there, um, and they don't know where to go to get ingredients. They may just sit there in their basement forever. If you get it with ingredients, eventually one night they're going to get bored. They're going to look at it. They're going to spend a couple minutes on YouTube, and then they're just going to go for it because they have everything they need in-house. So get a kit that comes with ingredients, get it from a homebrew shop, and you'll be all set. All right. Now, how about someone that's going to be brewing, you know it, and you want to help them uh, with, with the ingredients? The ingredients. And this is often like kind of one of the things we get for the – the new brewer is obviously getting somebody ingredients. Even if they have every gadget in the world, they're always going to be going through new mm -hmm. ingredients. Um, and first thing you'll need to know is if they brew all grain or extract. And this is kind of pretty easy to figure out without giving yourself in. Just ask them how long or ask somebody who brews with them how long it takes them to brew a batch of beer. You don't know, have to know any part of the process. Just ask about the time. Um, if they're putting more than two and a half, three hours into it, they're an all grain brewer. Anything less than that, and they're doing extract, or they're just plain lying to you. Right. And they're, they're really taking five, six hours, but they don't look at it like that. Um, but you always want to get somebody ingredients when you don't know what else to buy because they will use them. Um, and we always find people getting really hung up on what style of beer to get them because it is a lot of beer. It's 55 bottles. Um, and we find there, there are really two types of beer drinkers out there. Um, the type that will only drink one brand of American light lager and the type of brewer drinker who will drink anything but the American light lager. So chances are, if you've walked into a homebrew shop, that person is in the latter. So don't go for the lawnmower lager kit. Go for just about any other kit. I mean, if you want to make it easy on them for their first beer, go for something like under 7% because the fermentation will be a little bit easier. You might want to stay away from lagers, although most lager kind of brewing kits might have an option for a ale yeast as well so you can still get the recipe of the light lager use an ale yeast to make it a little bit earlier but don't stress too much on the exact style um, that's often where the home brewer stresses and any of my close friends or anybody that comes over my house drinking knows what I'm brewing because I start asking around what should I make right you know what I mean? What you start running through this over and over again, you eventually kind of run out of new styles to make, and you're kind of looking for that inspiration. What about the idea of like a good stocking stuffer would be a, a collection of specialty malts, like yeah, a something pound, like that, yeah. a pound of four different kinds of specialty malt, yeah, and then like, hey, you make what you want. It, it might actually kind of. You know, spark some creativity from your home brewing friend who's like, you know what, I've never put this in. Yeah, I, mean, I have never used this maltster. Using different maltsters will give you vastly different flavors. The hops are always a good choice, too. Mm -hmm. um, when I go to make an IPA, I end up staring at the fridge and just saying, oh, God, what should I use? And often kind of picking them at random myself. Um, and so if you get them some hops, they can either base beers around there. So I was going to say the only ingredient that you don't want to get somebody well ahead of time is liquid yeast. So if you're worried about, like, how long a box kit or even, like, an all-grain kit will last sitting on a basement shelf, it's about a year and a half to two years. So even if you get them the startup kit now, and all of our startup kits come with dried yeast, um, if you get them a startup kit now and they put it in their basement and sat there for a year and a half, they would be absolutely, you know, okay making it next Christmas. 
if that's what ended up happening. Mm -hmm. um, but the ingredients will last a long while if they don't get to them. Um, you're getting somebody 55 craft beers that they can put their own twist on. Just because you give them a recipe doesn't mean they can't tweak it. Uh, especially if they've been brewing for a while, they'll know what they're doing. But don't stress too much on the particular style um, because, like I said, generally people who are into craft beer will drink just about any beer as far as style goes. Quality, another issue, but just about any style. You know, maybe they have one style they don't like, um, but yeah, ingredients, good choice. You're getting somebody beer for Christmas who doesn't like that. Right, and maybe in the process getting yourself some beer for... It's about beer back. You right, New, New Year's, well, a little bit past that, but yeah. That is, and I think we talked about this last year, one big benefit of getting somebody into brewing is you get beers back especially if you're a home brewer already. So I know, especially when I started people brewing, there are usually two or three beers I didn't see. And then all of a sudden around beer four, it was just, hey, what'd you think of this? What'd you think of this? Here's another six pack. What do you think of this beer? How's it coming along? And that's fun. That's nice to watch when your friends progress as a brewer. Um, but also it's nice to get free beer. Yeah. All right. Two minutes left before we wrap things up. Any other, any hot gifts one this year? I want, there's a lot of hot gifts every year. And the one thing I just wanted to remind people is, is just because you want to shop online doesn't mean you can't shop local. And I think this is something being stressed a lot of, lot this year because I see more and more articles about the cost of shipping. So everybody's buying online. They think, oh, I'm not driving to the store. I'm saving the environment. But no, it's not because a lot of these packages are coming from a long distance. And they may be going through two or three warehouses. They might have to go from one warehouse to a distribution center and then finally come to you. And I would just like to remind you that one way to get fast, you know, easy online shopping experience is to wherever you're shopping, buy local. You can get it done easy, early. You can accomplish it without leaving your couch. Uh, if you go to nthomebrew.com, you're going to see all the products we talk about on the show with nice pictures and links to some of the manufacturers' websites. You can have orders sent right to your house, right to the person you're giving the gift to, or to be picked up in store. So if you know you're going to be coming, like on Black Friday, right when we open, put in the order ahead of time, and then we'll be waiting there, ready to go as soon as you come in. And since you're ordering from a local store, you're going to get a lot faster because it just doesn't have to travel as far. And because it doesn't have to travel as far, you're saving the environment a little mm -hmm. bit. Very there good. is no warehouse. There's no packaging center. It's all our store. Very so good. it's not like it has to move around beforehand. All right. There's your holiday gift-giving guide. We'll be back on uh, next Saturday. It'll be Small Business Saturday. You got it. Almost a Cyber Saturday. So Small Business Saturday, that's next week, and we'll be here for it. It's uh, Niagara Traditions Just Brew It on ESPN 1520. You've been listening to Just Brew It, brought to you by Niagara Tradition Home Brew. Whether you're a seasoned brewer or just want to get started, visit them at 1296 Sheridan Drive in Tonawanda or online at nthomebrew.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Just Brew It.